You're listening to Masorti Voice, the podcast of Masorti Israel. Masorti Israel is a community of Israeli Jews committed to living a life balanced evenly between Jewish tradition and modern values. This podcast explores elements of Jewish tradition through their eyes. I'm Sam Rotenberg. I study at a conservative rabbinical school and am living in Israel for the year. By the way, now is a good time to mention that conservative Judaism is synonymous with Masorti Judaism. It's just the American counterpart. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, all of the conservative rabbinical school students studying in Israel from the USA, Israel, and Argentina went to the Knesset to learn about the relationship between religion and government in the state of Israel. It might be unclear why that was of concern to us, especially the students from overseas. But a clip from that day illustrates why it was significant for us to learn more about these issues. This is a clip of our Q&A session with Knesset member Roy Folkman. Folkman is a member of the Kulanu Party and part of the coalition. That's to say the majority voting bloc of the Knesset. The question posed was why there isn't equal funding for reform and conservative synagogue building projects like there is for Orthodox. And Orthodox and, and, uh, and conservatives, that's a question of politics, not of the religious spectrum, unfortunately. That's what I will say to you. Why, and I, I've been to all of these discussions on the, on the Jerusalem budget and the State of Israel budget about budgets to culture, and is it uh, Jewish culture, and is it general culture, and is it the, the specifics in the, in, the, in the budget, is it called Tarbut Yehudit? Tarbut Yehudit means Jewish culture. Is it Tarbut Yehudit, is only Haredim, but is it, if it's a, it's a, it's a, Yehudit, it's not Tarbut Yehudit. Listen, I've been to all of these discussions. That's a very interesting, it's politics. It's not about religion, and it's not about the spectrum. If you are talking to be a power, the ability to tell your story. No, it's not. How it's, come? It's if not because we can ta- we can talk about budget allocations and various various ways that I've been a part of using budgets from Wachadashah and others to do pluralistic work and other organizations, the Yerushalayim group in Jerusalem that is doing wonderful work with all the nominations in Jerusalem, and it's not, and, and, but we didn't enter a, a line in the Jerusalem budget called Talbot Yehudit, that goes to reforms, and I'm in connection with the reform movements in Jerusalem. But to Orthodox that's, you did. Of course. That's, of course. Okay. That's because that's politics. While Tu B'Shvat is set aside as a day celebrating our connection to nature and the world around us, in Israel we also celebrate a very different occasion, the birthday of the Knesset. On Tu B'Shvat, 1949, exactly 67 years ago, the Israeli House of Representatives convened for the first time in an act that marked the beginning of the modern Israeli democracy. This episode explores one unique aspect of the complex relationship between Masorti Israel and that governing body, the Jewish Pluralism Watch. As an introduction to the complex relationship between Masorti Israel and the Knesset, I'll play one more clip from our day at the Knesset. The speaker is Yitzhar Hess, executive director of the Masorti movement in Israel. He's giving us an introduction as to how religion and state got tied up in the first place. After that, we'll jump right into an interview with Adi Stein, director of the Jewish Pluralism Watch. 
with uh, 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 this incredible leader, even a prophet, David Ben-Gurion, uh, uh, the one who actually decided at that moment to declare uh, uh, the state of Israel in 1947. It wasn't an obvious decision. It was disputed, but he was able to do it. Most of the things that he did were excellent, I think. Not all of them. One of the things that I think we shouldn't be proud of in our history is this, this letter that he signed to the uh, ultra-Orthodox parties in the WZO. WZO uh, was, you know, World Zionist Congress. And right before 1947, there was a, um, um, a committee that was sent by the UN to Israel to investigate. There were several investigation committees to check what is it between the, 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 the Jews in Palestine and the, and the Arabs in Palestine. And one of those committees was just before uh, uh, 47, I think it was uh, uh, early 47 or the, um, the last part of 46. And Ben-Gurion wanted to perform in this committee as the leader of the entire Yeshuv. It was important to him to represent all Jews living in Israel. Now, we know that he didn't represent all Jews living in Israel, yet it was way more powerful to be able to say it. So we had like a good politician to come to terms with the different fractions, different, the different miflagot, the different parties of the WZO. And one of them was the ultra-Orthodox party, Po'alei Agudat Israel. And uh, he negotiated uh, uh, with them and sent them this letter, but that basically gave orthodoxy in the state of Israel a monopoly over Shabbat to be dealt in the public sphere uh, uh, officially by the orthodox standard, kashrut by the orthodox standard, marriage and divorce by the orthodox standard, and education by the orthodox standard. Who are you? Okay, my name is Adishtayn. Uh, I'm almost 30 years old. I work here at the Masotei movement, movement for almost um, four years. I'm the director of the JPW Institute. Uh, JPW uh, represents Jewish Pluralism Watch. So what is the JPW? JPW is a monitoring institute about MK's Knesset members' work in the field of religion and state, mm -hmm. in a religion and state uh, relationship. Before we get into what the Jewish plural, pluralism watch is, can you just give a breakdown, because a lot of people listening to this may not really know how the Knesset works. Okay, so at the Knesset we have 120 Knesset members. Um, the Knesset is uh, divided to two groups, the coalition and the opposition. The coalition uh, mainly decides which uh, legislation uh, the coalition will approve and will vote pro. Mm -hmm. And um, so the coalition have uh, a lot of power. Because they're the majority. Yeah, they're the majority. And uh, today, the, 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 the Knesset we have, that the, the majority of the coalition are Likud party, um, all the Haredi party, Bayt Yudi party, uh, Kulanu. It means that the, the coalition is very uh, right-wing and very conservative. And uh, the opposition is all the left-wings beside one party, uh, Avigdor Lieberman party. That's what party is that? Uh, Israel Beitenu. 
very right wing, but they didn't work it out with the Likud party to get inside the, the coalition. Um, so it's Meretz, Amachana Tzioni, and all the left wing or Yeshatid or center uh, position uh, parties that are at in the opposition. Um, so it's very hard Knesset uh, for our issues for region and state relationship. Uh, it means that the government almost doesn't uh, deal with our issues, and when when it does, it that's the status quo is getting more um, strong, more. Ah, so not only does the coalition not address the issues. But when they do, it's exactly the opposite of what the JPW would want. Exactly. For example, only before two weeks, I think, one of the Likud Knesset members, uh, Miki Zohar, offered a bill that talks about the Shabbat. Okay, And he offered that all businesses will be closed in Shabbat by law. And um, the one year in prison, prison for for a Jewish person who opens his business in Shabbat. Uh, if that's uh, that's one thing in the bill. Another thing that if uh, I close my business in Shabbat and my neighbor opened his business, I can sue him. Did that law pass? No, we published that this bill going to. To go for in to vote to our um, followers, and uh, the, our followers send uh, sent uh, emails and uh, to Mikizoar, and it it went to the the media, to the to the to the newspapers and to the radio and television. It and it was on top of every newspaper and every in every. And everywhere uh, for two for I think two weeks, and then a lot of Knesset members also told him that told Miki Zohar, the Knesset member who who initiated this bill, that it's very bad bill, and it's a very bad idea. Even uh, Knesset members from his party, from the Likud, and uh, first it it went to uh, the Minister Committee for Legislation, mm -hmm. okay. And they decided to to they voted pro this uh, bill, but when but when the the next step for the, for a bill is go to the plenum and at the plenum they discuss it and Mikazar decided because of all the the bad uh, the bad press yeah the bad press not only only the press but only uh, bad uh, comments and bad. Um, yeah, bad comments that he got because of this that bill. He decided to to think about it and to try to reach uh, understanding with uh, other parties and other Knesset members, and that's why, for the meantime, he, it went down from the from the Sederion. Uh, so I, I understand what the JPW does when they are against a bill. But what, ab what about when the JPW is for a bill? For instance, I know that the opposition just put forth a vote in favor of civil marriages. Could you talk about that? Yeah. Today, the, the legal situation in Israel that 
is that the only way to get married is a, a religious way. And it's, it's true for Jewish people, for Muslim people, for Christian people, okay? You can only marry inside your religion. So what does it mean to have a Jewish marriage in Israel? The only Jewish way you can marry is with the Rabbanut. Okay, and the Rabbanut is ultra-Orthodox today. And that's, that's the, only way you, the only way you can marry if you're Jewish, okay? Mm -hmm. If I'm a woman, it's with a Jewish man and with the Rabbanut Rabbi. And um, there's a lot of other problems because if, uh, for example, in, in the Israeli law, if you get married with a conservative rabbi, for example, or other rabbi that isn't Rabbanut Rabbi, uh, if you do a ceremony, a Jewish ceremony, without the Rabbanut, that's uh, Pesha. How do you say? That's uh, against the law and you can, uh, theoretically, you can sit two years in prison. That's in law. No one, the state doesn't... Um, enforce it. Enforce it, yeah, but that's the law. Hmm. For example, I'm a criminal in my own country because I got married with a conservative rabbi here, like in, it was a, we did a party and whatever, but the the ceremony was egalitarian with a conservative rabbi, and uh, first I'm a criminal in my own country because of that. Our beautiful ceremony with uh, all of our friends and family, that was a crime. Crime, and second, uh, I'm in my um, ID. I'm still single because. My ceremony, what we what we we did, it's not um, recognized in the in the state. So, what did the JPW do to advance the civil marriage bill? What we did is to publish that it's going the plan. I'm going to vote. There are Knesset members in the coalition that said that they they want uh, civil marriage in Israel. They believe. It's it's something that Israel should um, do, but uh, but at the at at the time when they need to vote about it, they vote against it because that's the way the government decided to to deal with uh, those uh, bills. So the so what we do and is to expose it to our um, uh, followers. See, uh, two months ago, this Knesset member from, from the Likud party said that he believed uh, civil marriage should pass, but yesterday he voted against it. We're exposing and republishing um, all these details for, uh, for the public to know. In general, what do you hope to accomplish? with the JPW. We're hoping for a few things. First, that uh, all uh, religion and state relationship, relationship issues will be in the public discourse in a very high place, okay? Um, today, because of the situation that Israel is in, when people go to vote in the, in the in election, they are not uh, going to vote because of religion and state issues. There are security issues and there are uh, other issues that that's, that's the first thing they are voting about. So I get that you have an email list that you send this information out to, but how do you make it available to just the general public? What we did in the 
in JPW is to develop like a very sophisticated tool to help the public understand the ECNES at work. Okay, we have an um, internet database, a website, big website that every Knesset member have like a um, have a um, personal profile about what he did or what she did in the Knesset. Uh, all her uh, legislation offers, all her votes, what she said or he or she said in the committee meetings in the Knesset. Um, we sent questionnaires for all of them and that way we try to collect their official opinions about our issues and it's really easy for the for the regular Israeli Okay, to, to, to go to our website and to understand what's going on. I'm curious why the JPW came out of Masorti specifically and not another liberal Jewish movement. Um, because it, uh, I have to say that the JPW doesn't uh, uh, work only for the Masorti movement. The JPW main goal is to promote freedom of religion for everyone. It's okay to be orthodox, it's okay to be conservative, it's okay to be reform, it's okay to be reconstructionist, it's okay to be secular, and so on. It's all okay. Uh, so the JPW doesn't um, uh, promote only a Masorti agenda, but freedom of religion at large can be halal. Um, but it is a pro it, it is a project of the Masorti movement. But uh, in the uh, Masorti movement, goal is to help the the Israel society and to promote the Israel society at large. And of course, the the Masorti movement uh, deal with problems. For example, the 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 fact that the conservative rabbis uh, does not um, recognize the here in the state that's a problem of the Masorti movement. But when we when 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 we are dealing with these issues, we're uh, will promote uh, a bill that will uh, recognize um, that the state will recognize not only conservative but reform and all other rabbis. Okay. We're not only work for the Masorti movement. Thank you, Adi. So that's um, This was really interesting. Thank you to Adi Stein, and please visit the Jewish Pluralism Watch website at mishmar, that's M-I-S-H-M-A-R dot org dot I-L, and use Google Translate to translate the page for you. Thanks also to Yitzhar Hess, <laughs> Devorah Greenberg of Masorti Israel for making this whole podcast possible. You can learn more about Masorti Judaism at masorti.org. And thank you to Sammy Rosenbaum for providing all of the music you heard in this episode. Check out his website at sammyrosenbaum.com.